When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. We're back! A little later than I meant to be back. I meant to have a show recorded a previous weekend and whatnot, but we've, you know, Christmas is coming, makes things a little busy. We actually just finished a program, and oh, and I said we there, and of course, by we, I mean, of course, Lost Boy Philip, the Kryptonian, the Pastor Pack, the Pac Man himself is here. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, Merry ho. <laughs> and he ain't talking about three ladies on the street corner. Okay, that's, that's right. Family show. I'm sorry, bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> but we are back, and like I said, I meant to have a show. Last weekend, and it just didn't work out uh, that way. But uh, we are here, and uh, we're going to have some fun. You know, it's I'm a little behind on this, and maybe you've already heard some of the winners. But we're going to talk about the Video Game Awards. And uh, I, I probably should have looked up what happened with the Golden Joysticks as well. But I think one of those is a British award, and the other one is more of an American awards. I'm not entirely certain how this works. But there's a Golden Joystick, and then there's the Game Awards. But uh, I want to look at some of the winners of the Game Awards today. We've also got a ton of movie trailers. And Philip got a chance to watch Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I need to sit and watch it while I'm home. I'm actually on vacation for two weeks. Uh, I'm going to have to sit and watch it. uh, because Well, I'm not going to say what you've said so far, because I'll wait until we get to it. But yes. I'm, I'm encouraged to go see it uh, or to sit and watch it on Netflix. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we have a lot of fun. Oh, and you know what? We got some upcoming fun. Uh, we, I'm, I've actually coordinated. We're going to have a couple of guests. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to record this within the next couple of weeks. We're going to have, uh, wow, and I was just talking to Philip about this, uh, Ricky Pope from the Christian Nerds Unite podcast and uh, Ben Avery. And I forgot the name of his podcast, but he'll know the name of his podcast when he comes on the show. And hopefully Philip will be able to join us too. And we're going to have the year in review. We're going to talk about games, TV shows, trailers, movies, all kinds of fun stuff that happened this year. And do some reviews. A lot of celebrity death. My goodness, when I was making this list and compiling this thing together. Whoo, we had a lot this year. Uh, and some of them were, were like minor things, but I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna include it anyway. So yeah, we're sure. planning that. That will be released uh the probably the last weekend. 
uh, here in in December. I'll you know I'll try to get it out there like New Year's. And what I would like to do is I uh, I'll try to record the whole thing on YouTube. And let's say it takes us three hours to do this show, then I will have a start here at nine o'clock Central. I'll set a premiere time, so it will go on YouTube and run three hours until midnight. That's of course if it goes three hours. It might not go three hours. It could go two hours. It could just be a one hour show. It depends on how quick, quickly we go and how much we want to talk about different things. But we're compiling a list right now. I think Brett was add, adding some things to it. I haven't looked at what all he has added, or not Brett, but Ben. Uh, he's added some things here uh, recently. He said something about some streaming things. So uh, I don't know what I don't know what sort of things he's added. But we mainly try to do stuff that happens in the culture. It might have been something he put on his show specifically that he wants to talk about. I don't know. I'm gonna go look, and uh, we'll have this together, and we'll record it hopefully uh, before the end of the year and get this done and get it out to you and try to be a bit more consistent. Um, I might even try to find something to record, put out over the Christmas weekend, but I don't know about that. It's gonna be it's gonna be a busy Christmas weekend, I would think. I would think, you know, because it's, it's Christmas. Although I, I'm trying to not be busy because I am home and on vacation, but already I've had to go run errands. I need to clean out our garage today. Uh, I need my wife to help me to take her aquariums out. And all the stuff that we had in the garage sale that's just sat in the garage because I need to be able to put the car back in the garage because we are expecting an Arctic blast and a blizzard to hit mm. Wednesday night into Thursday. So <laughs> I want to be able to put the car back in the garage. Although I don't think we're going anywhere after that happens. I think we're going to just I can't stay help in. but think about the beginning of uh, Rudolph. Yes. And so many of those uh, old classic shows, so many of them started with the blizzard. And right away, I'm seeing the those uh, stop animation dolls like, and you Ooh. see the, you, you know how it always was. And you would see them like basically, uh, whether it be presents falling off a tree yep. out in the wintertime and falling all those all things. Over themselves. You know, uh, yeah. You know what we need right now? We need a, a bombable snowman. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, right. The abominable. That's right. That's what we need right now. A bumble. That's what we need. A bumble. A but do you know about bumbles? Bumbles we'll bounce. bounce. Exactly. <laughs> oh, indeed. So, yes, we're looking for that. I mean, good. And this is like final week leading up to Christmas. So it's all, and it's, this has been a very just exciting Christmas for me. I think I've, I've felt more Christmas spirit because I've had a, Same a, here. a month where God has really showed up. And it's just Amen. the more we've sung Christmas songs at church and stuff, the more mm-hmm. my heart is just, I feel like my heart is more prepared this year than it has been in the last few years. And that's where it really comes back yeah. to is all, it's all, it's, you know, I've had the Christmases just a, a couple of years back. I had a, a Christmases where I felt, really down and I didn't feel Christmas spirit at all. But what really started, the joy starts, as, as I just said a couple weeks ago, Jesus, others, you. Yeah. And um, if you don't have the joy and this is not to put anyone down or put them in their place, but it always usually starts with you. Now that doesn't mean it's always your fault because a lot of times, depending on where you're at spiritually and physically and other things, our moods change and all that. But uh, so we, we, it's hard to get put in that place. Yeah. It's hard to go to that place. But I've noticed that if I surround myself with things of happiness, talking about the Lord first and all that, and I force myself to get away from the things that are making me sad, boy, I can't help but be in the good Christmas spirit. Yeah. And this has been a, like a good because really for like – Nearly ten years running, you know. I uh, after uh, having a, a company kind of shut down my department ten years ago, over ten years ago, I mm-hmm. felt like I've kind of drifted around trying to get locked in, and now I'm like I I've been locked into a job for a good year, and uh, God has shown me things that he that he will outgive me every time, and yep. I'm just feeling really blessed, even through some struggles I've had this month. I felt 
blessed because I've seen that God has been there and taking care of things. And I, and I even had a little extra where I felt like we could actually do a little bit of Christmas shopping for some people, and I, I didn't think I was going to. And you know, it's it's fun picking stuff out for people. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. my favorite. Honestly, my favorite thing to do is because uh, it's not about the get, the getting and all that, but I love just doing something for people makes me feel so good and it's no it's not about what you get for others either it's just the being able to kind of be i love being a being a santa i love that and i'm talking about doing for others is what i mean i love that i used to go around and do those types of things and when i was even when i was young i I was taught to to be a santa and I, I, i i by the way i don't mean this as a harm to anybody you know what i mean but I used to uh, be a Santa for people, uh, for, even for young children uh, of special needs, and I would go and do those types of things. What a blessing it was! Yeah, what a blessing! Wonderful, wonderful. Yep, and that's that's part of what you know. Getting to celebrate it is is, is yes. nice to be able to do for things for people in this in this this whole season. And I try, yes. I'm going to try to be better keeping it throughout the year. <laughs> yeah, See if I can. It's it difficult sometimes, and you know that's the other thing too. If you ever find yourself in a, in a mood, you feel you. I'm talking about myself here. I start feeling down like, oh, how did I do that? Well, it's it's natural. Yeah. It's natural. It happens. For those moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And don't go, don't go kicking yourself too far down if you get in a in a mood, a bad mood. Yeah. Just say, well, uh, all right, Lord, thank you for showing me. And then get yourself fixed in that yeah. situation. And 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 uh, here's what I personally do often because I do get in those bad moods. I go to the Word. Come out the Bible. I go to things that that'll set me right, and um, I'm talking about others now. Some people will drink to make themselves feel better. I personally didn't have that problem ever, but I'll tell you what I did have a problem with. So much so I became over 500 pounds. I tried to eat myself into joy. That didn't work <laughs> because it's then temporary. Sudden, oh, it's temporary. And then I it, well, I just told you I was over 500 pounds yeah. at one point. And I felt like garbage when I was done. And that's it. And there's other people who do other physical things. I'm yeah. about being with others, doing physical things. And then that's not a that's not a good choice either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's yeah. all these things because there's a difference between having joy and being happy. That, happy is right. something you can choose to have. And it's also temporary because emotions go every mm-hmm. different way. But joy, right. joy from the Lord is something you can have that's it's not necessarily happiness, but it just feels good. And it's well, something that's, it's a comfort in those rough mm-hmm. times. You know, it's, it, it's hard to explain. <laughs> this goes to that very famous saying that um, I know we've all heard it, but every action there's equal and opposite reaction. Mm. So if you Thank do you, sir, Isaac anger, <laughs> oh, yo, amen, he was right. And he was right. It, it's more than just an apple falling down and hitting you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's true though. Every action there's equal opposite reaction. If you overreact in anger, it's going to come back. It's coming on back. If you overreact in emotion to find happiness, oh, it will feel good. There's no doubt about that. But just for a moment, and then there's going to be the reaction of feeling bad from the um, the the reaction from that happiness. You yeah. know, like like I said, the eating or from drinking or from other things. There will be a reaction. You're like, oh, how this happened? Well, sadly, we know. We know. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that kind of brings about the joy, and it depends upon your sometimes your songs, but I've you know singing the right kind of songs, being around oh, the right yeah. kind of people. That there's people who add to your happiness, 
that you when you choose to be happy, and that's great. There's people also who just add to their joy because of what you're doing and being mm-hmm. together with them has really adds to your joy. And getting to spend some more time with, with our my, my church friends and your family and be able Amen. to even decorating the church, even though I'm scared of my out of my life for a giant wreath yeah, that y'all had me though. on the roof. But setting up decorations of the church, singing songs together with y'all. I it's it's brought the joy of of everything back in and so this has been a this been a, d- despite the rough times I've had this month it's been a joyful month Amen. of being with people I love and doing things I love and being Christmas and I'm excited for this week when my, you know my wife has to work half of the day today but we got plans we're gonna make we're gonna Amen. make That's snickerdoodle and not snick well you know what we're making snickerdoodles but ginger snaps is what I've been planning because I yeah, haven't that, had a good ginger great. snap in a long time we're gonna we're gonna make some things and we're gonna just spend time together and we're gonna go out and you know not have to spend any money although we're gonna be snowbound and possibly for a little bit. But yeah. all the stuff that we can but get to do together, that that's, you know, that's spending time with people you love makes you happy, but it Amen. also adds to your joy and it adds to your happiness when you choose to be happy. And so that's, I'll, uh, it's all good, I'm gonna, man. I'm going to tell on myself for a minute. There's a, one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies is a movie called Scrooge, which is a musical from <laughs> yes. 1970. And there's a part, and I love it. It's I love it. There's a part where Scrooge himself, played by the great Sir Al, uh, Albert, Albert Finney, Finney, yeah. He, uh, you know, the late great, but he used to walk, he walks around as Scrooge and he's getting so mad at the people. He starts singing this song. I hate people. Mm-hmm. I hate people. And as he's doing that, I think we've all felt that at times. Yes. And I know there's times that I go Christmas shopping and I'm not talking anytime recent, but in the last few years, um, I would start getting mad because people, you know, they cut you off. They, <laughs> and they do, people get selfish, you know, it just, unfortunately we've all done it. And it's not just a Christmas time. And there's times that song has come out, and I sadly, it's like, I don't know, eight yeah. years ago, I actually said that. I hate, and it's not true. I don't hate anybody, yeah. but I hate the way people are behaving. And I've actually thought that and sang it, and no one thought it, you know. Driving and does I, that to me, too. Driving. <laughs> and I felt that before. I hate people. I hate the way. And yeah. oh, man, we can't be that way. Yeah. No, instead, we should be like uh, what they say, the Christmas present in that movie. I like Make life. life. Life, life likes, likes me, but life and I fairly fully like agree. That's right. <laughs> and if life was a woman, she would be my wife. Why? 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 Because I like life. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great movie, y'all. If y'all haven't seen yes. it, if you have Paramount Plus, search for Scrooge with Albert Finney. Sir mm-hmm, Alec Guinness right. as Marley in there. You know, Ben and, Kenobi himself. And, oh. and even though it's not as good, it's not as good, but it's made for children. On Netflix, they do have a cartoon and the same guy who 50 years ago, 52 years ago, uh, produced that film and produced the the music to that film, um, he did the music for that, and he passed away this mm-hmm. year. And you can see that in this film. They, it said it's, it's left in his memory. So even though it's not as good and they don't do all the same songs, there is five of the songs kind of remixed nice. and put into this film. So you get um, five of them. And like I said, it's not as good. But it is good, and the animation's outstanding. And there's a few things they put in there that I thought were really nice. They uh, a really interesting um, Marley scene, and uh, they, they they did a very interesting job. So yeah, they have "Thank You Very Much" in there. Oh, good. And, uh, See, now I'm yeah. gonna have to watch it. Yeah, and they have I um, they have "I Like Life" in there. It's a different version, uh, but they also have um, "Beautiful Christmas Morning" in there. Oh, um, good. my goodness! Yeah, I didn't realize and, it was going to be that close to that the, the old movie. Yeah, and like oh. I said, they they redo it. And they do, and, and there's also a kind of a neat duet in there of uh oh um, uh happiness is a pleasure. Mm-hmm. They have happiness in there, and then at the end of the movie, where when Scrooge realizes that 
everything is um is good you know uh i will start a new he sings that in there too oh oh see i'm gonna go and watch that when we're done recording yeah. now now i'm kind of yeah. excited to see it <laughs> yeah because it's like say, it's not as I, good i just watched the live action last it, night but though too but it's still good what's <laughs> yeah. that buddy i just watched the live action the, the old one uh scrooge yeah. actually was watching it last night and i'm like yeah, all right i'm gonna watch that okay i'm watching the cartoon so, version now there you go so it, it's it's a modern version it's for children but it's still good i watched it with my mom and i saw her i said see there you go so and in fact, the Christmas present is kind of alien looking, and he he almost reminds me. The scene reminds me a little bit of the genie from <laughs> uh, from uh, and also, I mean, you'll just see how they did it. And I love how the Christmas present is almost. I mean, the Christmas past. I mean, is almost like a candle because yeah, you know, she's supposed to have light. Yeah, and she's that's like, what the book is more descriptive yeah. of like a candle. So she, she's like a candle. She like looks like wax, and it's so well done. That she really does look like wax when you see her, and you're like, "Wow, they did a really great job." And she's, she's, I love her. She's just great. You know, it's funny you so should great. mention that. It reminded you of the genie because last night, uh, as I was watching the the old movie, uh, when the door starts to light up and you just hear, ha, 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 and he's laughing. Yes. I was thinking of the genie when he first appears out of the thing, and you just hear, ha, ha, yeah, ha, ha, and, and then like, yeah. oh, you know. Oh, I don't know, but the laugh kind of just reminded me at one point he comes out of the lamp that way. Yeah, so. you'll you'll like it. They, like I said, it's not great, but it's but it's good. And Fred in this is a lot of fun. And plus, another thing they added because, like I said, it's for young people. One uh, one thing they added too that I actually really like is they gave a dog to Scrooge, and it's not Scrooge's dog; it was Marley's dog. But yeah. he left it to, for Scrooge to take care of, and Marley is outstanding in it. He has this really curly mustache and when he comes back there's there's ice and all this stuff come, like i the flames turn into ice and it's just really great looking i love that part <laughs> well i'd say we've covered uh, what have you been watching pretty good oh, right i there, didn't mean to do we? that I apologize. that's perfect time that's why i was like you know normally this would be a movie re review but the, you know what that's what we've been watching this week we've been watching some that's christmas one of them. that's yeah. one of them yeah. oh yeah and then, all right, so I'm going to dive in now with what have you been playing, because I got to talk about Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, which uh, I was waiting and anticipating for this game for a long time, and it came out last week, and I was waiting. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to play it until I get time on my vacation to just sit down uninterrupted, because I wanted a live stream, and I've been broadcasting it, by the way, at the Neverland official gaming channel. You can come and check this out. So every day I've been playing for about an hour or two in the mornings. I might play it again some more later, but... I've really been enjoying it. Uh, it's it's very different from the old Final Fantasy remake. I thought it would play similar to that, but apparently this is more akin to the old PSP Crisis Core game and plays like that, which is different because you have like a hub area and then you go on side missions, but you uh, your action bits are, okay, now I'm going to play this mission or I'm going to play this side mission, and you, you kind of choose like a, a mission thing and you go on it, but you also can go and do things with your gear and make different materia and stuff. So it's, it's, it's very different, but it's a whole lot of fun. It's greatly voice acted. The music, of course, is fantastic because it's, it's the same guy with Final Fantasy VII where the music is fantastic. Uh, but I've been having a heck of a lot of fun, especially I'm one of the people that I play an RPG like this. I will do every side mission before I do the next main mission, because when I do the next story mission, I want to be so overpowered that I'm like, oh, yeah, whack, <laughs> whack, whack, you're done, and I move on to the next challenge. So I've been having loads of fun playing it. I definitely recommend it if you're fans of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
uh, or or Final Fantasy in general, because it is more of an action game. And uh, so I've been getting pretty good at uh, when to use some of my special abilities and some of the different ways you put it together. It's a little confusing at first, but once you start doing it with combining materia and all this kind of cool stuff, it gets to be really kind of neat some of the effects that you can create with making new materia. So yeah, I've been playing that, and soon you know, this, maybe even after we get off of this today, uh, I got Phil. I gave him his early Christmas present. I got him that the new Ghostbusters. Uh, what, I'm looking forward to trying. I, wanna, the, I keep forgetting what to call it. Uh, Unleashed is it? Ghostbusters? Unleashed, uh, something like that. Or spirited. I it's the online, it? yeah, something like that. It's Spirits Unleashed. That's what it is. Spirits that's, that's Unleashed. It. And so, as soon as we get you good and set up, man, we're gonna go bust some ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I have it sitting in the bag over here. I haven't looked at it much since Sunday night because I was so exhausted yeah. after the Christmas program, <laughs> and I hadn't at that point I hadn't slept in over twenty four hours. And I thought for certain I was gonna sleep all night long. And all that didn't happen. night long. All night snoring. <laughs> all night, but it didn't happen like I hoped. I hoped mm. I would, but what happened was I got a, I got a phone call from uh, Pakistan, and what? Um, hmm I got a phone call from Pakistan, and uh, there's a, a a very neat man um, from Pakistan who's been getting a hold of me, and uh, him and his family have been talking to me online, but but they're eleven hours different from us, yeah, and so they're wanting me to minister to some people of his church. He's wanting me to do a sermon, so. I got to get up um, at uh, what what hour was it? He wanted me to do this, so oh oh at uh, seven in the morning here in a couple of days. I'm going to have to get it might be tomorrow. I have to get up and and uh, dress up and uh, preach a sermon uh, in, for the people of Pakistan. I'm going to oh, preach, wow. and he's going he's going to uh, oh what I'm trying to say. He's going to I'm going to do it in English, and he's going to do it in their language. I can't remember what the language is right now. He told me, but I can't recall it right now. Wow. Yeah, so that's what I'm. He he's, he found me online and watched me uh, on a, I think it was a YouTube. Yeah, watched it, my sermon and he became. So you you're involved with that, Jeremy? Moment of Truth Bible helped. Baptist Church. Yeah. By the way, y'all come check out our YouTube. You can you can see our church services. You can even Thank see our you. Christmas program that we did. Yes. Um, which yes, uh, you've so, got some old ones from the '90s that I'm going to have to get a hold of. I'm going to yes, put those up yes. in there too. We also have so a podcast what, that I'm I'm broadcasting the sermons and uh, wonderful and stuff like that. Which I'm trying to get so, caught so up on. So that's what happened. He he saw it. So he's having me. He wants me to to preach a sermon about salvation to the people of his land. And I said I would do that. You know. Um, I'll, I'll, should should we set up over at the church on that day, um, and then we can uh, then I can make sure we can live stream the do whole thing to make sure this works. I'm not proper? sure. I'll, I'll find out what would be easiest for him. Yeah, but I'm going to yeah. do it. I'm do a little uh, plan of salvation for him and, and for them all. And, the, they want you to be able to Skype in or Zoom in and how this. How yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it uh, through WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Is, is how he, okay. Yeah, and it, I'm going to do that for him. And, uh, okay, because yeah, you know, if you need assistance to, to get it set up on our end, I don't know, but like, yeah, I told him I do whatever, that out. whatever they need me to do, I'll do. Cool, you know, that's awesome. Spread the word. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's one before we go on to our our news. There's definitely a story I want to share that I think uh, this is because I think this is funny. Okay. Now, other than, uh, you know, I, it's kind of the joke where somebody even pointed out in First Blood, if you look in the police station, you can see some Christmas decorations. Oh, it is Christmas, yeah. Yeah, because it's during Christmas time. Uh, but, okay, so we know yeah, Die, Hard, <laughs> Die Hard takes place during a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. It's during Christmas time, so people will consider that to be a Christmas movie. So, Lethal Weapon did, too. Yeah. Here, here's what, I, what I've made. It's the funny. So somebody on Facebook, and I don't remember who, posted a photo 
of their TV screen, and it's clearly the house from Home Alone. And you know how you know how people like to go like, oh, there's space for people who go into Disney parks like, where am I? And I always like to tease them when they do that type of thing. It's like, you don't know? Look for security. I, I, they'll be able to help you. They'll help you find out where you are. You know, I always tease them. So because I'm a smart dog, and so they put up this picture of the Home Alone house, the McAllister house, and said, what am I watching? I said, oh, isn't that the prequel to Die Hard, where you meet John mm-hmm. McClane as a small child named Kevin, who after an incident with two burglars has to go into witness protection and move to New York with his family. And they changed <laughs> the, the McAllisters to the McClanes and changed Kevin's <laughs> name to John. That's how it all came to be. See, that's how John McClane was ready to deal with some hostages, because he had you know, already dealt with two burglars. He trained it, yeah. But see, I thought it was hilarious, and the, the guy did too that would posted it, and I'm like, that's what's that's going great. on. That is the prequel that, and now that to me in my head is canon. That is the prequel to Die Hard. See, yeah, the McAllisters became the McLeans. See, I like it. I like it. Because <laughs> could you imagine the mixture if you did have like that? That's a young John McClane and have him say, "Now I have a paint can." Ha ha ha! You know, ho ho ho! That kind of thing. Uh, just, yeah, that's a good idea. Kaye, Marvin Harry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I yes, like I'm sorry. I'm a little bit insane. Let's do some news. <laughs> Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. All right, I don't have a whole lot I want to get to, but I do. This is the the important thing. I have moved our podcast uh, servers basically over to Red Circle. Now, I have spent uh, a good amount of time on our website, converting everything over to where, where the files are found over to Red Circle instead of over at Libsyn. I'm going to be canceling at the end of this month my Libsyn account. There's been a redirect that should have gotten your feed to where it's going through Libsyn. Granted, I've been putting up the episodes on Libsyn and on Red Circle uh, since then. But there's been a redirect that should be sending you to Red Circle automatically. But at the end of the month, I don't know if that redirect will still be there. So you may have to relook up where, wherever you're looking at listening to the podcast. I've gone through and extended everywhere, and I'm sending the feed through Red Circle. So you might want to check your feed. Uh, or if you go to neverlandpodcast.funk.com, you will find the RSS feed to get through the Red Circle. Uh, also, if you if you just search for Neverland, the Phantom Nexus, I think Red Circle will even have a page up there. But you should be able to get to the RSS feed. It's a brand new. And if you don't get it done, come January, you're not going to find the show anymore. So I wanted to make sure you all know to find it there. And you will probably be hearing some ads. And if you do and you don't want to hear those ads... Become a Patreon supporter today for just a dollar a month, and you can get your own RSS feed with no ads, and we will greatly appreciate you. But I wanted to make sure I tell you all that. Make sure uh, that you uh, check your subscription. Here come the end of the month. Also, um, this is uh, – well, okay, I'm going to pull up a, a thing here while I'm doing it. But this is exciting. For those of you in the Kansas City area or, or plan to be in the Kansas City area, whatever you want to call it, plan it. Comic-Con, March 17th through the 19th, 2023 at the Kansas City Convention Center. We will be, well, at least I'll be there at both of them, but we do have two panels scheduled, one for Friday evening and one for Sunday afternoon. I couldn't get anything on Saturday. And I have special guests coming down from the Walt Disney 
Hometown Museum in Marceline, Kay Mallins and Sumner, I'm going to forget his last name, are going to be coming down. We're going to be talking about all the animators that came out of the, the Laughogram Studios and what they went on to do, and also about the beautiful hometown of Marceline and the impact it had on one Walt Disney. It's going to be great. Make sure you're if you're coming to Planet Comic Con that you come on Friday and Saturday and you come to those panels. We're going to have a great time. Uh, you get to meet Philip on Friday at least, uh, but you'll be able yes. to meet me at both of them. Uh, Philip's going to have to preach on Sunday, and I'm going to have to miss church. Sorry, but I got to be able to okay. set up. <laughs> I we'll can't help it. it. We'll record it nonetheless. Jeremy. Yes, I will make <laughs> sure that you have some live streams set up either through probably through your laptop. I might need my laptop for my program. Yeah, no problem. So I will make sure that we get set up so the live stream still happens. I'll probably be there. I'm talking about Comic Con now. Yeah. I'll probably be there on. Saturday, nonetheless, yeah. so that I can at least see my man William Shatner <laughs> going to be there, and I'm I'm probably going to try to buy myself a ticket so I can go on Saturday as well, and mm-hmm. I will be appropriately dressed up probably at least maybe Friday Sunday. Uh, I don't know about Saturday. Saturday I might be wearing a Fandom Nexus shirt, but uh, Philip for Christmas got me a pan hat, so all I got to do is wear a Spider Man outfit and my pan hat, and I am officially dressed as the Spider Pan. What's oh, needed bro, to happen for years now is finally going to happen. No, I, I found that Spider Pan Pan hat that this Disney shop thing. Or a Peter and, Pan hat, really. <laughs> yeah, this well, Peter Pan hat. I guess yeah, now I, it's a Spider Pan hat. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. I found that uh, a Peter Pan hat and it was it was awesome. It was an adult hat. And it was I kid you not, it was five dollars. That was it. It was on sale. They were getting rid of it because uh, Halloween was over. I almost said Easter. <laughs> Easter was over. Uh, but Halloween was over and I guess they were trying to get rid of it. And I, I was able to get it boom. I was like, well, all right. So that's perfect for Jeremy. Yeah. Had your name on it. <laughs> All right, now I want to read you all an email uh, that I got. Uh, it's a, the Laughogram newsletter. Uh, that is, of course, for the Laughogram Studios, and there's the Thank You Walt Disney organization that's been trying to rebuild. Uh, but they sent out a December newsletter, and I want to read this to you all. It says, when you turn 100 years old, you just might need a facelift. Well, indeed, that's just what the McConaughey building has needed. That is, of course, the building that the studio was in. Walt Disney's Laughogram Film Studio was located on the west end of the second floor of this building. Thank you, Walt Disney. The nonprofit that owns the building secured a $160,000 Heart of the City TIF Award from the city of Kansas City, Missouri, which they matched with a $152,000 from the Walt and Lily Disney Foundation and $8,000 from local donors. The building has been undergoing significant tuck pointing and other renovation work to its facade. Progress on this facelift suffered a six-month setback in July of 2021 when a woman crashed into the northeast corner of the building, causing $93,000 worth of damage. After resolving insurance coverage, progress resumed this year, and the planned restoration work is nearly complete. The Heart of the City Tax Increment Financing Facade Program added an additional $40,000 of funding in June of 2022 that will be matched for a total of $80,000 that is planned for first-floor windows and doors. Dello Echo Industrial is the restoration company that has been working on the tuck pointing and facade restoration. Fundraising is currently underway for the full renovation work needed beyond just the exterior facelift. That project is a $6.4 million project. The architectural firm a multi-studio, formerly Gould Evans, has completed building drawings and a centric construction has submitted cost projections for the full construction project. The multi-studio architectural firm has developed a three-dimensional walkthrough of the building. Dimensional innovations have led 
Lynn Exit is working on exhibition concepts to tell the story of Walt's first commercial animation studio here in Kansas City. Once renovated, the building will feature historical exhibits about Walt's work in the Laughogram Studio, a classroom for digital media training, a small theater, and a PlexPod co-working facility for digital media entrepreneurs. To see a presentation showing plans for the renovated building, click here, and there is a YouTube link. Uh, I will put this into our show notes. I'm kind of want to look at it myself. I'm also curious about this three-dimensional walkthrough. I haven't looked at this yet. Uh, I'll kind of wonder about uh, three-dimensional if they have like some, uh, yeah, there's a link here on Vimeo for some other stuff. But yeah, I will try to put some links up in the show notes. Uh, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, I will have those links there. I don't know that the Red Circle page, I can put that type of a link properly. Uh, I'm having to change how I do stuff because I can't use HTML over there. But there is some progress happening with this Kansas City studio. And you know what? I'm, I might even bring this up. I might even talk to them uh, when we go and talk about the time in Kansas City there. And all I can say is it's about time. Yeah. So we're, I've been hearing I've been hearing about some of this stuff since 1994, and that is no joke. Yeah. Actually, it was a little bit before that, but that's no joke. I've been I was a senior in high school when they first put it up in the news that they were trying to get that building, and they were planning on doing all this stuff. I say all this stuff, not all this stuff, but do stuff with it. But people got it. But as you can see. It's taken a long time to get yeah. stuff done with it. <laughs> yep. But it looks like things are on the move. But here Finally. is something. Uh, this is kind of a, uh, a bit of a premiere trailer, but it's more of a news than a movie trailer. And I just wanted to share this. This is cool. And the audio is not set to go out the proper way that I wanted it to. We need new heroes. San Francisco. The city by the bay is under siege by forces not of this world. We need new heroes. Fearless recruits with the guts to look evil in the eye. Who are we going to call? You. And this is where I'm going to get in copyright trouble. Here we go. PKE meters out. I got a few hits. Hold on me. Blast it. Okay, well, I'm going to stop that because of the fact that the the music is going to get get me into trouble. But what we're looking at here is, uh, and I don't know if this is going to be mainly like like PlayStation or whatever. But for those of you that have a VR set, imagine playing a Ghostbusters game with your VR set. Yeah, it looks like that's what's going to be. Basically. Yes, it is a VR game called Ghostbusters: Rise of the Ghost Lords. Uh, this might also be a part of the uh, Facebook Meta type of thing. I don't know, but uh, a VR Ghostbusters game would be a lot of fun if I had the equipment to do it. Because uh, especially you know you I get know to you have your do. blaster. Uh, I wish I did. Mm-hmm. Although I'd probably get dizzy. I don't know. I, I don't know how well my body I would handle I, it. I personally couldn't because of the seizures and other things. Yeah. I don't think it would do well for me. Although it would be a blast before I go into the seizure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I'm afraid of no. Okay. Okay. Sorry. That's probably not funny. <laughs> well, it at least uh, sounds like a Ghostbuster thing already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could all just go badly. But yeah, I don't want to be like I'm making fun of you because, you know, I wouldn't do that. Oh, it's okay. So. It's all right. I knew you didn't mean it. Okay, well, and just because we need to keep the show rolling and we've been jabbering on for already half the show, let's go ahead to the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that show. Come here. Get him, Mama. Get that gator. The Neverland Trailer Park. 
Now, I don't have this on my list, and I'm not going to play the audio because it is strictly just the music from, uh, uh, well, I think there's a name for the music, but it was used in like the old Space Odyssey, what, 20, 20, 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh, but you know, you know the tune, and that's primarily all you'll hear, but we got a little teaser peek at the Barbie movie, and it's just the comedy we thought it would be. Uh, yeah. Because they're, they're kind of making fun and making light of the concept, although Mattel is fully behind this. They're the ones throwing the money up for this. Because uh, you get a, get a small look at what the, the world is going to look like, and everything is in pink and looks very plastic. Uh, so it looks like they had some fun with it. It looks like they made it a musical. And uh, here's the other thing I find kind of funny. Okay, so... Everybody, if you if you've had anybody or had a sister or if you had one had a Barbie in the lot in, in your house, you've seen it naked, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, the funny thing is that they got Margot Robbie and how that's I not a bad the way I said it. I didn't mean it like that. I, just, I used to babysit all the time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so you've seen a naked bar, a naked Barbie doll. Well, Margot yeah. Robbie, who, who I first heard of her was being uh, uh, apparently Starkers in the Wolf of Wall Street movie. So uh, technically, everybody's already seen Barbie naked, and that's appropriate because everybody's seen Barbie naked. Well, of oh, course, well, I haven't I, seen that movie, but I mean, I never have. So yeah, I, don't know. I haven't. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've heard all about Wolf of Wall Street, and apparently, you you see all of her there. So, I, in a weird backwards way, that's funny because I have a yeah. weird sixth sense of humor. I'm sorry, but I do have a sixth sense of humor sometimes. But I just mean like, oh, so you came to fame by burying all and uh, Barbie dolls, especially when they <laughs> when you get a little older, and you have little kids that lose the clothes or whatever, and they have naked Barbies that'll just be lying on the floor. I just, I found that to be funny, but yeah. <laughs> Moving yeah, on, because Jeremy is a weirdo. <laughs> Here you go. Excuse me. Excuse me, everybody. Coming through. This guy's brother is going to die imminently. Out of the way, please. Just trying to clear a path. That's all I'm doing. He's going to be fine. Chantrell. Nice to see you, bud. Does this thing work? Yes, well, great. You just have to blow into it. And up we go. Right up. So these bricks are just floating here. Uh, just pop in this pipe and we're on our way. Oh. It's the only way to fly, man. Oh, wow. Love these pipes. Oh. Here we are. Palace doors. Big, big boom. Now, that was a clip that they released called Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, this is coming fun. April the 7th, Super Mario Brothers movie. And I love getting to hear you know the, the movie music that is it's it's from the games. And oh, I, even, yes, I love it. A so little back, back joke there in the background going on that you almost don't notice is if someone is a shopkeeper and they're buying like a cartridge. Does this thing work? Oh, sure. You just have to blow in it. Yeah. Like an old Nintendo love, cartridge. I didn't catch it. That was funny. Yes, it's it's in the That's background. Great. It's happening in his shop, and you just kind of listen to the conversation That's in the great. background. But I, every time I see something for this movie, I get more excited because, I mean, this is the movie we've it's, wanted 
that really is faithful to the world that you would experience in the game that just seems normal to them, you know, that bricks are just floating around and there's pipes that'll warp you around wherever you need to go. fun. Oh, goodness sakes. I love how it's kind of half making fun of itself, and, you know, that's great. It's it's just being what it is. Like, this is Super Mario Brothers. It's just like, here it is. It's kind of half making fun of itself. I'm talking about Mario, so it's kind of half making fun of itself with a little wink wink, and I love that stuff. Oh, just I am I am so excited for this movie. Everything just looks the way it should. And I haven't played a whole lot of the 3D games, but I'm just just from the old Nintendo games. I'm just oh, I'm I'm buying this Daggum soundtrack track too. Oh, that sounds it's fun. I love mm-hmm. the music so far. And after that comes out, I'm waiting for my Legends of Zelda movie that's going to be that much reference to the game. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. I'd be so excited for that. So that's yeah. April the 7th and all right, now I have uh this is actually Okay, this isn't like a movie trailer, but this kind of was released during the Game Awards, and it's just a little bit special. It's something for Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, which is a game that's coming out, and uh, because Kevin Conroy had passed away, they decided, you know what, let's do a reveal of what Batman's going to be like in that game. So okay. they made they put a little scene out here. We love Kevin. Hear that Arkham music there? Oh, yeah. All right, flash is clear. Keep your eyes on him, people. Somebody find the back entrance. Best dirty movie I ever saw. Oh, crap! This door will not hold. We must barricade it. You stay here, pal. Okay, that's Harley Quinn talking to a Batman, like, stand-up type of thing that she, she bumped yeah. into. By like the way. cardboard almost. Yeah. See this? I spent a lot of time dreaming up how I was going to kill you with it. Yeah, Captain Boomerang is part of the Flash's you're robes gallery, right? Now. Yeah. And you're in for a world of... I am the knight. I am Batman. And it says, thank you, Kevin, on screen. And you hear everybody at the Game Awards was cheering. Uh, But there's been some speculation that maybe the Batman you're getting 
in the Suicide Squad game because it's made by Rocksteady. It's maybe the same from the same Arkham universe because you even hear that little bit of the Arkham music there at the beginning, which would be kind of that Batman theme from the Arkham games. Um, there's going to be a slight edit that y'all are going to notice. notice I'm going to have to cut a, a word out of there or put something on top of it. I forgot it was in there. I do apologize if I forget to edit it, but I have made a mental note that about 40 minutes into the show, I need to bleep something. So, but I am getting fairly excited for this game. For all I know about it is Brainiac has done something to the Justice League and somehow corrupted them. And so the Suicide Squad is uh, finding a way to defeat the Justice League. Uh, and I think you might even, I don't know, don't quote me on this, but I think you have a choice with the Justice League members to kill them or find a way to save them. So oh, that'd be I, interesting. that would be an interesting choice. Like, you know, are you going to do because uh, oh, what's her name? Wanda. What's what's the name of the head of the Suicide Squad people? I forgot her name. I can't recall. Oh, can't uh, yeah. Yeah. I see her. Yeah. I think it's Wanda. Oh, I, I think I got it wrong with Wanda, but I don't know. But but she's basically, I guess, telling them your, your mission is to kill the Justice League. Uh, but, you know. They they have you have the choice to bring him around. Although it is kind of interesting seeing Captain Boomerang and he's got the Flash in his mercy as they've invaded to defeat the Flash and he's got a, b- a bladed uh, boomerang. It says, "You know how many times I've dreamed of killing you with one of these." I'm like, I I like the dynamic they're going to have. So this looks to be an interesting game and hopefully might do better than uh, apparently that Gotham Knights was not as good as everybody had hoped it would be. So moving on. Oh, this is yeah. I should have kept this in the news because this is another trailer that's another game, but. Oh my goodness! Uh, it's Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It's official to Fallen Order, and this one shouldn't have any language in it. <laughs> the order is gone. I was betrayed by the one I trusted most. I will not be imprisoned again. been busy making yourself the Empire's most wanted. A Jedi. Remind our friend here why his kind are supposed to be dead. Here we go. This March. After all we've done, the Empire has only grown stronger. Thanks, Boat. Part of the job, Gustus. The Jedi is a threat. Now that we have this, as long as we fight, hope survives. March 17th of 2023, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. 
I'll warn you now, if you haven't played the original, you should play it, uh, but it is challenging. It is quite a difficult game, but it was so good. Uh, I feel like maybe I should play it again before the next one comes out, but I got a lot of other games to play. But oh my goodness, I am excited for this game. Uh, but of course, I got to get through Hogwarts Legacy. That's coming in February, so I got I to gotta play the Dickens out of that one as well. So... Right, too many good games are coming. This has been a year of a lot of good games, and we're going to get into that later. But oh my goodness, so Philip recently got a copy of Fallen Order, so hopefully you're going to get yeah, a chance I, to get through play it. it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, now the next thing I have on my list for trailers that I watched this week, I can't really play the audio. Well, I guess in France you wouldn't mind. Uh, but it's I, I thought this was interesting, and it looked fairly cool, and I think we might be able to watch it here in the States. But France has made a Three Musketeers movie. Oh, yeah. And that's appropriate because that's where the, the book comes from. It so is, yeah, it's where it's supposed to be. I would, I think they've probably tried to follow the, the book a little bit better. Uh, it does have Eva Green, which you might know from, uh, I think, the second 300 movie. I think she was in that. But I mainly remember, know her because the only movie I think I've seen her in uh, has been uh, Casino Royale. Um, very, very pretty lady. Uh, but she's playing, um, I've forgotten the name. The, uh, um, Rebecca De Mornay played her in the Disney version. Um but she's playing apparently that role. But it's all in French. I think I saw that this is, might be on Netflix. But I did see a trailer, and I just wanted to bring it up. There's the Three Musketeers and the French language uh, that they made in France. That actually looks exciting and very cool. And so I kind of want to watch it just because. <laughs> Plus, it's in oh, yeah. French. So, But, yeah, I'm not going to play the audio because, well, it's in French. <laughs> <laughs> but here's something else we're excited for. New trailer for oh, Spider-Man yeah. Across the Spider-Verse. I can hear you being quiet, Mom. I, um, hope I didn't ice your game, man. No one my age says those words in that order. It's just hard to see my little man not being my little boy all the time. Yeah. For years, I've been taking care of this little boy. Hopefully. Making sure he is loved. That he feels like he belongs wherever he wants to be. He wants to go out into the world and do great big things. Not bad, kid. And what I worry about most... I love you, Miles. Is they won't look out for you like us. Miles! Wanna get out of here? Wherever you go from here, you have to promise to take care of that little boy for me. Make sure he never forgets where he came from. And he never doubts that he is loved. And he never lets anyone tell him that he doesn't belong there. You gotta promise, Miles. I promise. Who do you think you are? Really? We are supposed to be the good guys. We are. All right, I think I got some description in here. 
Miles Morales returns for the next chapter of the Oscar-winning Spider-Verse saga, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. After reuniting with Gwen Stacy, Brooklyn's full-time friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is catapulted across the multiverse, where he encounters a team of Spider-People charged with protecting its very existence. But when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles finds himself pitted against the other Spiders and must redefine what it means to be a hero so he can save the people he loves most. And what is flipping cool about this, If and it goes by really fast, you get to see all these different Spider-Man, and you'll see the PlayStation 4 video game Spider-Man, you'll see the, the Bagman, uh, so many different little Spider-Man just popping up, and I hope they get a little bit more screen time and, uh, and do some things in the final movie, which we will get to see very, very soon. I didn't look at the end to see when that's coming out, but uh, especially get to see the Spider-Man of 2099, Miguel, in there as a prominent role. That's going to be awesome. I think Philip's chewing on something. <laughs> He's been yeah, eating. I'm actually eating some oatmeal. Ah, and uh, my mother put some uh, eggnog in that oatmeal. In the, eggnog in the oatmeal? I've never mm-hmm. tried that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, sometimes people put milk in. Yeah, I can taste some, some milk and some eggnog in there too. It's very good. I'm gonna have to try that now. Yeah, it's very very good. Mm. Now I'm looking forward to the uh, to seeing that uh, Spider-Man. You know, one thing I enjoyed that first one a lot, and I didn't know what I think of it. And at the time when you brought it over for me to watch, I didn't get to go to the theater to see it like I wanted to. But I also had, at the time, had gone through brain surgery, and uh, Jeremy had brought it over to for me to watch, and that meant a lot to me. Um, and I so I got to enjoy it at my house. I had just, just, just escaped a month of brain surgery and all, so that movie means a lot to me. For that, yeah, and we had a good the old time. Watch, you were like like oh, Jones and really the whole time, man. You were having a ball. If you, if anyone here who's listening has ever been in the hospital, you know how uh, painful it is. And I'm not just talking physically, emotionally, and mentally, and all that. Especially if you've had brain surgery, I'm talking about the mental part. And I'm not saying any other thing it doesn't hurt as bad as it does, but mentally and emotionally and all that stuff. Not to mention when I finally got home and I'd only been at home for a short time, I ended up going through other things right after that, which, yeah, you which did. was <laughs> painful and hurtful. However, um, so I didn't get to stay in the house for very long. I was in there for half a year. That was it. But um, that being said, to to be gone for a month, an entire month in the hospital and not to be able to do anything. I had wires stuck in my head and everything else. They wouldn't let you even use the restroom on your own. And, uh, it was a terrible, terrible thing. I was filmed and everything I said and did, it was awful. But that being said, to be able to finally get home and send, there's a sense of freedom. It was stuff we just take for granted. Like I said, you can't even use the restroom without help. They don't let you, they won't let you move. If you move too much, this alarm goes off on your bed and all that. I'm mean, just, just so annoying. So to to have the freedom to get to sit there, I felt this sense of thank you, Lord. I've taken so much for granted, and just being able to sit there in a chair and the and with my friend coming over and bringing over the stuff, and I was able to drink pop, all this stuff. It felt so good. It felt like a sense of Christmas after Christmas, <laughs> sitting there watching that with you. And I was I was just sitting back and enjoying it. Yeah. I was enjoying it. I need However, to watch it again. Oh yeah. However, I will say this, and this is not anything against that movie whatsoever. I enjoyed the whole universe thing. All these Spider-Mans and other things are opening up. I, as much as I enjoyed that, and I also enjoyed the other Spider-Man movie with the three Spider-Mans together. Mm-hmm. But since then, you also have had DC in the on the TV have all their universes come together. Yeah. You also have new universes open up in other DC films and also other Marvel films and all this stuff. And I'm. I fear they're milking the universal 
you know, the, the multiverse you thing. Multiverse. Yeah. That's the one for. Thank you. I fear they're milking it to where it's almost too much. And, and this is nothing <laughs> yeah. against. I like the idea to a point, but it almost. I don't know. It's almost too much at one yeah. at some point, and it's it's just too much. But that's a, that's not to say I'm not looking forward to this. I really am. I just hope they don't destroy the idea because at the time I'm I'm going back now to the '60s. At the time, whenever you had the mirror mirror idea with Star Trek, mm. that was yeah. like kind of the first of its of its kind. Mm. Um, I'm not saying there was not another. There might have been in a book before even that. Who knows? But well, that, that was a big deal on Star Trek. Oh, it was. I you mean, know, the alternate universe where, every, where everything's opposite and the Federation yeah. was evil. In fact, I remember. Wow. It might even be before that I've seen that. I know I've heard of it before. They're talking about the mirror, mirror. But I remember back in the day when I, there was a, remember on Mork and Mindy when Mork, uh, I don't remember what it was he took, but he took something that made him shrink. And he ended up going into another universe because he shrank into a universe where hmm. he was like kind of in a medieval thing and a medieval world. And there was these three stooges like dudes there. And uh, he ended up falling in love with the uh, the woman there who's, of course, Pamela, Pam Dauber, yeah. you know. But he fell in love with her there. And uh, he ended up, something happened. I, remember, I, I don't remember if it was like he, he had the hiccups or something like that. Or he had the hiccups or something or he ended up going to that world. He shrank. You know, they always had some silly thing they would do. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, he went into another universe. And, uh, and then he came back into another. But they all had basically... Uh, twins of people from his uh, other universe. So I, I, I remember even then I thought it's so weird that there'd be another world, another universe, but he discovered it. And that's where I first started figuring out in some worlds, I'm talking about uh, our TV worlds, they have multiple universes in them. And mm-hmm. it was kind of fun. And I started figuring out Star Trek and other ones where, you know, twin universes and all that. And, and parallel, these places. Usually yeah, parallel, yeah, universes. parallel universe. You know, but it's kind of fun, and they've had it in DC because we had <laughs> have Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, yeah, but it's fun. Back then, that they had a whole bunch. There was even more than fifty-one back then. Mm. There was tons of them, and that's where you had multiple Batman, Supermans. Because because this is what happened in the nineteen fifties because of a guy. I'm not saying it's the only reason why it happened, but this guy started saying that there was all sorts of stuff that was going on, and uh, uh, and that. Batman and Superman, all them was the reason why there's evil in the world and that it had to do with, um, uh, certain lifestyles and other things. Uh, that's what it was, uh, making kids do things that wasn't right or whatever. And that's what he was saying. So therefore they could no longer have villains and deaths and murder and, and monsters and things mm-hmm. coming out of comic books. So DC was being creative and Marvel wasn't around yet, at least not under that name. Yeah, it was timely comics back that, in originally. Timely. So, Yeah. So what they ended up doing was they had to make kryptonite everything. I mean, kryptonite everything. <laughs> and they, that's that's where you had uh, crypto, and that's where you had Ace the Bat Hound and all them. And some people are like, oh, those are the bad years. No, I think it was actually very interesting that and what imaginative people, yeah. that they had to come up with other things besides just murderous and villainous. They had to do just about everything they could, you know? Yeah. And um, I, I think we had some pretty cool stuff because of that, you yeah. know, multiple universe stuff. Yeah. So. And now the multiverse has gotten so expansion that they'll consider in some area, anything that happened in a video game is somehow another canon to the comics. Or, you yeah. know, even in the movies, they just combine everything now. Like I said, I don't necessarily like all of that, but there is some interesting stuff you get, like this new movie that we just saw a preview of. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. 
Here's something that looks cool. Now, I, I, I don't like to do anything that's going to be R-rated, but I, and I haven't seen the Quiet Place movies, but I, neither one of those got an R rating, so I don't expect this one will be. But this is from the writers of the Quiet pa- Place and producer Sam Raimi. It's a movie just simply called mm. 65. Uh, and I, I saw this, and I was like, well, that looks interesting. Now, I don't know if you've seen anything on this yet, Philip, but uh, take a look at this. There's something alien out there. Charter 373. This is Commander Mills. My ship was hit by an undocumented asteroid. Transporting 35 passengers on a long-range exploratory mission. Send help. We've crash landed on an uncharted celestial body. I don't know where we are. I've located one survivor. A child. The atmosphere is breathable. There's something alien out there. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
March 10th. All right, let me read a description on this that thing. That is good. Yeah, I, I, I was waiting for your reaction since you hadn't seen it when, when you get the reveal. But uh, here's the description. After a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, pilot Mills, Adam Driver, quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago, if you believe that sort of thing. Uh, Now, with only one chance at rescue, Mills and the only other survivor, Koa, a little girl played by Ariana Greenblatt, must make their way across an unknown terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures in an epic fight to survive. From the writers of A Quiet Place and producer Sam Raimi comes 65, a sci-fi thriller starring, starring Adam Driver, Ariana Greenblatt and Chloe Coleman, written, directed, and produced by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. The film is also produced by Sam Raimi, Deborah Leibling, and Zainab Azizi. Imagine something that looks, I love this trailer because it looks like it's going to be the sci fi thing in space or whatever, and they crash land on some weird planet, and then they're on Earth with dinosaurs. It, it's got a very Twilight Zone feel. I'm oh, talking about yes. That whole, that whole, I mean, I've seen that so many times. I'm talking about, I, know, I don't mean this movie's not original. I don't mean that. What I mean is, that whole thing on Twilight Zone where they'd be like, uh, that you, Jeremy, do you ever see that one? There's a great Twilight Zone one where this man and woman, they have to leave their planet on a rocket. And because everything's ending and it ends up, they end up going on another planet and the guy's name is Adam and his wife's name is Eve. Uh, no, I haven't seen I that mean, one. Of course that's not, big. Oh, it's a good one. It's a great one. But they, they did such a great job. But they said, "Yeah, we got to go new play." And it's it, it's Adam and it's Eve. And, they, and you know, of course, <laughs> this is not a biblical thing. Right. I just like this movie. But it's fantasy. It's fun. Yeah. And this is kind of a neat little look, you know. And what I loved about that on the Twilight Zone, he's like, "This is not to say this." He tried to come out of his way, say they were not putting one down. We're not saying. And so, but you know, it's unique. And we're just trying to tell a good, good, fun story. Yeah, it looks very interesting. Yeah. So this, I mean, when it's like dinosaurs and sci-fi weapons and ships, oh my goodness. Do you remember? This is going to be great. Old, there was a lot of great cartoons that they used to have like that, where you go sci-fi yeah. and, and dinosaurs. Remember that weird cartoon called uh, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs? I remember it existing, and there was a video game of it, but I don't think I ever saw much mm-hmm. of it. I think there was, was even it, toys. It was a comic book. It was a comic book, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it had kind of a 1950s, 60s yeah. type appeal to it. And this guy was kind of classic looking. He's a kind of a 50s, 60s looking dude. I'm not talking about his age. I'm talking about his style. And the, there was a girl. She was, of course, supposed to be sexy and attractive. And she, she looked like a gal that would have came out of a kind of a drive-in looking movie that you would have seen back then, you know. And um, and there were these dinosaurs chasing him, you know. It, it's what it was. It was. You know, she looked like kind of a Barbarella type of gal. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm just kidding. I can't think of her name right now, but that's the kind of gal that she would have been. And these dinosaurs are chasing him all the time, and he had a gun. He's shooting at him. It was interesting. <laughs> that's pretty much what I've seen of the video games, yeah, too. It's good. But yeah, this I'm I, kind of pretty excited for this. This looks kind yeah. of cool. And I, I was like, oh, this good. might be kind of a horror movie, and it might be a bit kind of scary, but the original Jurassic Park was scary, and that's what made it good. I enjoyed it. This yeah. looks like they've gone back to, oh, by the way, dinosaurs, if you do right, can be scary. So, yeah. and plus I like Adam Driver anyway, he's, even yeah, in he's his cool. real life, you know, former Marine and he's very good with our troops and Heck stuff. Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. Oh, I've got a repeat of a trailer we already saw. So I guess, uh, I guess that's the end of the trailer park. So now. Oh, Want to see a movie? Yeah. Any good? It was bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good, bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A fandom nexus movie review. So I haven't watched this yet, but you got a chance to watch the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio stop motion animated feature. So thoughts? What'd you think? Yes, I liked it. You know, it was, it's not like the classic Pinocchio that we know. 
But it yeah, was really well done. It's definitely not the Disney. <laughs> no, it's definitely not the Disney. And I don't just mean that either. I mean, I've seen other versions. And I still haven't gotten to watch the live-action Disney one, which I still want to. Um, but I like it. If this. you don't I, ever see it, you'll not regret it. <laughs> I, I kind of had fun with it, but I don't think I'd want to watch it again because the second time is where I'm probably going to be like, yeah, this isn't really that good. But I, I did like it, and the animation was fantastic. And um, they made a lot of good points. It was one thing I enjoyed. They made a lot of good moral points. Um, of, of it, and because they went more off the book, which is not to say it's exactly like for what we know is in the book, because I haven't read it all. I've read parts of it. I have but, twice, but there's a lot of neat things in it. And um, and one thing I really enjoyed was uh, Jiminy Cricket, and of course Ian McGregor. We all like him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm hello assuming. there. Hello, but he was cool. But they also had it to where uh, you know he's supposed to be the conscience. And he has him living in a hole in his heart, like in the chest. In Pinocchio's heart, heart to be. be specific. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can see that little area, and I thought that was really kind of cool. And they did a good job with that. And I really like uh, how they start the, the show off. They started off with you're seeing Geppetto lose his son. And that is something I've never seen before. And you see why he hurts so bad. And at first he has a hard time... Uh, it's really weird. He creates Pinocchio, but he has a hard time accepting him too because you're not my boy, you know. Not, and that would be hard because it's not. And and Pinocchio is ornery, which oh, yeah. I like. Yeah, because that's the way he's in the book. He's a he's exactly. a terrible kid. He's an example he's not, of what not well, to be. <laughs> and, and you can understand completely where Disney came from. Yeah, when Disney made it, he he could he had to make him sweet. He and had to make him likable. He, he he made him almost naive. Yeah. Where in in this he's naive but also kind of obnoxious, mm-hmm. and um, but I like him still because it's like I understand that naivety can also make a person somewhat of a creep, be selfish. Yeah, and and uh, if they're not disciplined right, and in this case, well, we see it all the time. We saw it all a couple of years ago. Um, we see it right now uh, in this one. He hasn't been able to be raised yet, and. Uh, <laughs> But I enjoy some of the things about it. it. It it deals with situations of death and things that we don't usually get to see because they don't think kids can handle that. But yeah. unfortunately, it is a part of life. And so I like that they go that route because I thought this is kind of unique and it's different. But I thought they did a really good job. The animation's amazing. It's outstanding. Yeah, from I've seen the trailers, it looks really good. I like some good yeah, stop motion. And I love how the the uh the eyes of Pinocchio are kind of look like knots in the wood. Huh. It's very unique. They did a good, good job. Yeah, and I'm, that's definitely on, on my next couple of weeks that I'm home. I'm going to make sure I sit down and watch that because I was yeah. I was meaning to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it because I've been doing and too also, many Christmas things. <laughs> one thing, I, yeah, that was the thing. I almost didn't watch. It. I said, no, I'm going to go ahead. And then I also like how in this the um, the fairy, you know, they had the blue fairy, mm-hmm. you know, and the fairy is uh, somewhat of a spirit and. Uh, more than what we used to see, because the the blue fairy in the Disney's in the movies and all, and they all kind of base themselves mostly off Disney most yeah. of the time. <laughs> yeah, was, Disney did such a great job of of coming oh, up yeah, with their own version, really, of Pinocchio. Yeah, and people usually I don't know if you want to use the word copy, but it's based kind of loosely off that. Yeah, and um, so they most of the time go off that. It's almost a lot like a fairy godmother that you see so often. And in those, and this is not, it's more like a spirit you would have seen in other things. Uh, it kind of has a peacock look on, on its wings and all. Hmm. And what I like about it is 
it's not the only one because when he deals with death and other things, you see other fairy type spirits. And uh, I thought that's interesting too, that it's not alone. There's other spirits around. And I thought that's unique. I like that. Very interesting stuff. I, I thought they did a very good job. And it's he, that man, what's the director's name? Guillermo del Toro. I know it's kind of hard to say his name. Guillermo. He's Guillermo, got one of yeah. those great Latin names. It is very great, but yeah. I'm not going to be able to say it. So yeah. I'm not going to try. And he but is a he's man, a great director. He's won some best pictures. I think he did a fantastic did a job, job with his his Hellboy movies. Yes, uh, he did. I mean, he's done some stuff that's pretty impressive. Well, Mr. Gu- Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. And del Toro. I really wish he'd have made a Haunted Mansion movie like he was talking for years. Yes, he would have done great. Oh, he'd have been a fantastic because he's a huge I, fan of it. Uh, but it's we got another Haunted Mansion movie, and but it's he not did his. Great. He did great, though. He did great in, mm-hmm. in with this film, I think. It was very unique. It was different. It cannot be compared to other stuff. So get a chance to watch it. And one thing I also like, I, by the way, I don't think lying is good in any way, shape, or form, especially as a man of God, because it's, you know, thou shalt not lie. That's yeah. not bear false witness. But that being said, um, there there does come a time where Pinocchio realizes he has to lie for a certain thing, but you'll see. I I love when he's doing it. Just it's so funny. But anyway, uh, Pinocchio's hilarious. I, even in his honoriness, he's funny. <laughs> so definitely a thumbs up. Check it out. On oh, Netflix. I'll give it a thumbs up. And and like I said, I can't even tell you how good the animation is. It's so old old school, old fashioned, but it's done so well that you're like, oh, they 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 really took care of it. Awesome. They yeah, I haven't, right. I haven't seen any a good stop motion since uh, Kubo. Yeah, which, which that was so well done. That company does really great stop motion animation. I don't yeah. know if they were part of this project or not. Um, it was so good. In fact, I couldn't tell. I thought for a while. I said, "Is this computerized? Is it stop motion? <laughs> Is I went back and forth trying to figure it out. I just couldn't tell. And um, and I because things have gotten so smooth and so well done, it's hard to tell sometimes. Mm. That's how good stuff gets with because there's a there's a Disney uh, not that I'm trying to get into that, but there's a Disney show thing on right now on the Disney plus. It's a uh, Christmas short. Or I say short. It's like maybe 20 minutes about Mickey and his friends. It's a Christmas thing. And it's I want to say computer animated, but it's supposed to look like a stop animated or maybe it's a stop animated. I don't know. It's hmm. cute. It's about Is that Mickey, the Mickey saves Christmas. Yes. Something? And it's cute. I need it's to watch that cute. one, too. Sometimes it's very, very cute, but it looks like a stop animated, but it's so smooth and I almost say creamy. I meant to say smooth and and looks so well done. that I can't tell if it's stop animated or computerized to look like stop animated. Yeah. So I mean, stop motion well, animated. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Stop motion. It just looks so well done that the old ones and, and no, I mean, no offense here. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. But it still has that choppy looking. Yeah. That's stuff part to of it. the appeal to me, though. I know it. That's know part of it. the appeal. But sometimes the the new ones, because they use computers and stuff, they didn't have that really back then very well. So now they they do it so well, it's hard to tell that it's stop motion yeah. anime. They've gotten it's, it's so good. Oh yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it, it's a really it's a frozen. fantastic artwork. Yeah. They look it's like they're amazing. really floating. Back then, you knew it was on strings. I mean, yeah. But but let's be honest. If it wasn't for stuff like Rudolph, Rudolph and all that, mm-hmm. where, where where they're obviously Rankin Bass stuff. love. Rankin yeah, if it weren't for Rankin Bass, that thank you. I couldn't remember the name. If it weren't yeah. for Rankin Bass, people like that, we wouldn't have what we have now. Yeah. So that's why different people sometimes will pick yeah. on those. The progress, no, no, no. Pioneers. If it weren't for them, you wouldn't have what you have. Yeah. So I love. Yeah.
But uh, let's move on to what happened at the video game awards. And I got like three different articles. I think one it's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up to the bottom of this list and go through this this other list because I think they've uh, we're adding on to the top of it. Uh, but I've got a list of winners from the game awards, uh, and I got a story of something weird that happened. Mm. And then what was this list for? Let's see. These are well. These were announcements. Okay. Well, I don't know if I necessarily need this list, but uh, apparently, a 15-year-old kid got was on stage and grabbed a hot mic and didn't have anything to say. Uh, and they were. Uh, this is from uh, Polygon. Said Thursday's broadcast of the Game Awards ended in mass confusion thanks to an incomprehensible stunt performed by a 15-year-old named Matan Even. When reached by phone on Friday with his parents' permission, Evan refused to break character and dodge questions about everything from his political leanings to the circumstances of his removal from the Game Awards stage. Nonetheless, this reporter can now confirm that no matter what the original intent of his prank, Matan Evan is unfortunately not that creative. So, yeah, uh, and this apparently happened when uh, from From Software when they were coming to get their, you know, uh, accept their award for Game of the Year for Elden Ring. Uh, this kid came up. And uh, kind of interrupted. But anyways, let's go knock off and list uh, some of these winners, and I'll go ahead and I'll let you know who was nominated. But So you have Best Adaptation. That's celebrating game-inspired projects across entertainment, including TV, movies, comics, and more. Uh, you had Arcane Legends of League of Legends, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. Um, and I think what they're trying to do is talk about movies made off of games and television shows because the Cuphead show is on Netflix, which I've watched some of that. Uh, Son yeah. of the Hedgehog 2, that movie was, I guess, just this year. The Uncharted movie, which I actually did kind of like. Uh, Cyberpunk, Edge Runner, Runners, I believe is on Netflix. But Arcane, League of Legends, I think that was also on Netflix. I never saw it, but that was your winner. And that was basically adapting a video game to uh, a TV series or a movie. Most anticipated game. This is recognizing an announced game that has demonstrable, uh, 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 demonst- demonstrably, there's the word, illustrated potential to push the game gaming media forward. And on the list was Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4. Of course, they're talking about the remake of Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and our winner was The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Which I didn't. I'm I'm not as excited for that as I am some of those other games that were listed. But okay, uh, people are really anticipated because I well I wasn't a huge fan of Breath of the Wild, and I think a sequel to Breath of the Wild I think uh, is why. I mean it's it's I'm not going to say it's a bad game, but I didn't enjoy Breath of the Wild as much as I have other Legend of Zelda games. Best esports game, of course, recognizing a specific esports game, not of the full organization, judged the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2022. The uh, what we got is Dark Zero Esports uh, for Apex Legends, uh, Phase Clan, and that's CS Go. I have no idea what that game is. Gen G for League of Legends, LA Thieves for Call of Duty, and Loud Valorant was the winner. And I've never even heard of the game Valorant. Best esports game. Okay, I guess those were teams, but yeah, Valorant was the winner. I'm going to skip some of these because, uh, or I'm going to go through some of them because I'm not that familiar and I can't comment so much. Uh, but Valorant was the winner of best esports game. They were up against League of Legends and Rocket League and Counter Strike Global Offense and Dota Two. I don't know what that is either. Dota probably stands for something. I know Rocket League. Yeah, I Rocket League. Valorant. I've had fun playing by myself. I haven't played it online. Yeah, I have that actually. Yeah, because I got it for free on PlayStation for the the Plus thing. Uh, best esports event. I'm going to skip that. Best esports codes. I'm going to skip that. Esports. I'm not that interested, and in. we never really cover it. 
Um, so, best multiplayer game for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. And the nominees were Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Which would have been my vote, but the winner was Splatoon 3 for the Nintendo Switch, which I have not played any of those games, but I've heard people having a ball playing them. But I personally liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I, just, I haven't really played that online so much. I should. You have a copy. I have a copy. Why aren't we playing that, Phil? I don't know. We need to do that. Yeah. Best sim and strategy game. Best game, And this is best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. Dune, Spice Wars. That sounds like it was probably a mobile game. Mario oh. and the Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Total War, Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. I have not heard of Victoria 3. Some of these I'm familiar with. Dune Spice Wars I'm kind of curious about. Uh, but the winner here was Mario and the Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. And, of course, it's a Mario game. It's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> so, best sports and racing game for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing games. F1 22, FIFA 23, NBA 2K 23, Gran Turismo 7, and Ali Ali World. What is that? I don't know. But your winner was Gran Ali World. <laughs> yeah. Your winner was Gran Turismo 7. Uh I well I heard a lot of complaints when it came out because they they put some um um some extra purchasing uh, to to get some yeah, of the cars for that game, I heard there was a lot of gripes about it, but apparently it's they did an excellent job. I've only ever played like the first one on the old PlayStation, and it was amazing how realistic the physics and how much the, the work they put into it. So I'm sure that is an amazing looking game if you're into racing games. Best family game for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna quit saying irrespective of genre or platform, even though it's on each one because we'll just have to assume that it's, <laughs> it's yeah. in there. Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, there's my vote, Mario and the Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. Although I've heard complaints about Nintendo Switch Sports, that it's been, there's people been unhappy with it. But the winner was Kirby and the Forgotten Dreamland, or the, the Forgotten Land, which I'm going to have to try out. I've played some of the old Kirby games, uh, but I would have went with Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker yeah, I've Saga. I've heard a lot of good things about, about that. About Kirby? About the... About the Lego, the I Lego. Have yet, I've yet to hear too much about Kirby, even though I remember him. Yeah, he's that well because you don't have a Nintendo Switch, so <laughs> I guess no, you wouldn't pay attention. No, I mean, I remember the old. Yeah, in the remember the old magazine we used to be able to get Nintendo the, the Power. You know, there's so many there different. Nintendo I got Power, all kinds of magazines. And there was a Nintendo one, but then there's another one that kind of kind of fit all of them. It was about I mean, games, Electronic something. Gaming Monthly. Uh, you had I the official PlayStation it. magazine, the unofficial PlayStation magazine. Uh, so many uh, magazines. I think it was the Game Monthly one. Because Electronic Gaming had, Monthly. That was one was, of the biggest ones. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Kirby, uh, I've played I played some of the old games uh, because I have a, a Nintendo Classic and stuff. Uh, and But they're fun. And I haven't played this new Kirby game, but it looks really great. Um, but, you know, the Lego Star Wars, you know what? You can... Uh, we can do that that share console thing, and we can play that, brother. And I'm home for two yeah, weeks, I, man. We need to do some gaming. Our friend has it now too, and uh, he uh, was telling me uh, he's a pirate. But he was telling the uh, pirate Sethro, Captain. Uh, he was sitting there telling me that uh, that it is a lot, a lot of fun. Yes, it is. Yeah. And uh, I have spoken with Lost Boy Eric, you know, which we I'm going to get him back on the show at some point. Yeah, I need to find out his schedule so we can have him come back. Uh, he's he's already, I guess, played through the main story, and he's trying to clean up, and I think he's going for a platinum on that thing. Uh, but I was asking him, have you ever found a way to play online? He says, nope, but you can do the share play if you have a PlayStation Plus membership. So it'd be like playing on the same console, and you can do that yeah. between players. So you and I, brother, we got to play. Yeah, we can do that, yeah. So we got a lot of games to play there in the next couple of weeks. 
Best fighting game for the best game design primarily around head-to-head combat. And you've got DNF Duel. I don't know what that is. JoJo's hey. Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battle Royal. I, I've heard of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I've been told I should watch that anime. Uh, King of Fighters 15. Holy cow, that series is still going. Multiverses, which I've only played a little bit. And Sifu, which I've seen a little bit. I didn't realize there was head-to-head on Sifu. But the winner was Multiverses, although I... I think it needed a little work. I had a hard time following what was happening. It, I did a lot of stuff where it was teaching me all the different combats and all this complicated stuff. And then when I get into the gameplay, I just turn into button mashing like I was playing Super Smash Brothers. Um, but it is neat with all the characters they've put in there. Uh, have you played with the multiverses? Because it is free to play. What, what is multiverse? Multiverses. Uh, look it up. It's basically it's the Warner Brothers universe. Uh, so you have Bugs Bunny is playable, Stripe from the Gremlins, Gizmo, Batman, Superman, uh, Wonder Woman's playable. Uh, there's characters from Game of Thrones, which is I find kind of weird because this is really aimed at children, the way this is geared up. So I don't think Game of Thrones characters should be in there because children should not watch that show. Shaggy's playable, Velma. Uh, lot, just characters that anything Warner Brother owns is open season. Oh, they yeah. may make that character. I remember that. I forgot about it. Yeah. yeah, I remember now. And it, I, I did have some fun, but I, I, I haven't felt in and and uh, implied is that the word? Uh, I don't know. I haven't felt like I want to go back and play it anymore after the first day I played with it, but I still have it uh, for PS4 because uh, it was free. Yeah. Moving on though, best RPG for the best game design with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. And on that list, we had Elden Ring, Live a Live or Live Alive. I don't know. Pokemon Legends. Arceus? I, I don't know how you're saying that. Arceus? Triangle Strategy and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I've heard of three of those. The winner, and I'm not shocked by this at all, Elden Ring. That is made by a company called From Software that is known for severe difficulty level, which is why I'm like, no, I don't really want to play that. I don't like games that stress me out because they're too difficult. <laughs> so I have not played Demon Souls or Dark Souls or any of those games that they've made. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, it's my only difficulty level that I can tolerate it with like that. I was mentioning the Jedi Fallen Order. It is very difficult, but because it's Star Wars, I can I can get myself through it. But yeah, I haven't you know I haven't really felt the compulsion to try Elden Ring out. Best action adventure game for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. All right, listed here: A Plague Tale, Requiem, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Tunic, I want to get. That looks adorable, by the way. It's your little. It looks like a Legend of Zelda old school style game, but you're a little fox in a tunic. It uh, looks very cute. Stray, I loved Stray. That's what you're playing as a cat in a weird sci-fi adventure. Horizon Forbidden West, I haven't tried because I haven't finished the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn yet. God of War Ragnarok, I own a copy, but I haven't played yet. And Plague Tale, I've heard of. There's like two of those games now. I haven't played either one. But the winner, and this is probably a surprise to no one who follows games, God of War Ragnarok. So I'll have to sit down and play it eventually. Uh, heck, while we were at the Christmas program, Seth and James were talking about how far they'd gotten on it. And I haven't played that yet, even though I own a copy because I bought it. You know, I got it with my PS5. Best action game for the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. Nominees Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which would have gotten my vote, but our winner was Bayonetta 3. I didn't realize they had made a third one of those. Uh, I'm not really down with the concept of that, that you're a witch, that you're killing angels. Something about that just bothers my uh, Christian sensibilities. Yeah. So, But that one... 
Innovation in accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help gamers be played or games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Basically, like accessibility is like if you look at the accessibility options on your computer, if there's a handicap you have, it's games that are going, it's like, oh, well, we understand people have that handicap, so we're going to try to make it to where they can play it. And sometimes I've seen uh, like different peripherals that they made that Maybe if maybe you only have one arms, but you need a controller that you can play with all with one hand. All the kinds of different things are being done for people who have handicap that so they can still enjoy a video game. They're even doing things now for people who are colorblind so they can see better the game. Oh, that's nice. So lots of different things. So the nominees as Dusk Falls, never heard of that. God of War Ragnarok, Returnal, which I'm going to try that one. I've heard a lot of fun things about it. Return to Monkey Island, which I'm still working my way through some of the old Monkey Island games. The Last of Us Part Two, Part One, sorry, that's where they remade the original because we needed that apparently. And The Quarry, and the winner once again, it's God of War Ragnarok. So apparently they did a lot of things to help accessibility on there. So good, good for you, game developers, to find ways to let everybody be able to play a game. That's good. Best VR or AR game, and that's for the best game experience playable in a virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform. That is After the Fall, Among Us, VR. Ooh, they got a VR of Among Us. Wow. Bone Lab, Moss, Book 2, and Red Matter 2. I've only heard of Among Us. I've played that on the regular, but Moss, Book 2, won that one. I don't have any AR, VR type of capabilities, so, you know. <laughs> best community support. Now, that's I appreciate the giving award to community support. So, and that is, you know, that's recognizing for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates, patches. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14 Online, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, they've done a lot of changes since that game came out and fixed a lot of things. But yet, your winner here is Final Fantasy 14 Online, which I attempted to play because there was a trial for it, but I couldn't get into the servers. It was too crowded. So I want to play that. I'm gonna. I'm, if I ever get to where I can get in and try it, I'll probably buy it. I did purchase a copy of the Elder Scrolls Online. And I played that for a little bit, uh, but I got too many other story games that I want to get through before I play a game that has no end. You know, best mobile game, uh, and that obviously it's a mobile game. <laughs> Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal. I'm surprised that even got nominated because everybody was unhappy. Genshin Impact. I didn't realize that had a mobile version. Marvel Snap and Tower of Fantasy. Genshin Impact, I've been playing on the PS4. Uh, but the winner was Marvel Snap, which uh, if you're on Facebook, you're probably seeing. They've been bragging about winning that. Uh, it's a card game. I haven't. I'm, maybe I should try it. I don't know. Best debut indie game. And, you're, and as soon as I say about the nominated, most of you who are playing attention to games are probably going to know the winner. Indie games were Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. The winner, Stray. Hands down. Hands down. A great game. Have you tried that one, Philip? It's free on the PS not. Plus. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you got to have some quick reflexes at bits when it gets action, but it's, it's just fun well, playing as a cat. Sadly, I really can't have yeah. quick reflexes. You know that. Is that yeah, like, your left hand's kind of shot. Yeah, I can't move it much. And You're going to have a hard time playing my, Jedi Fallen Order. Plus, with my brain activity. No, I'm not putting myself down. I, you know, all He's had seven surgeries. On. His brain don't function yeah. sometimes. So I can't. Uh, in fact, I'm starting to have some issues now. I'm yeah. okay. I'm gonna, I'll be able to finish up here, but I'm just yeah. I won't be able to do much after that. Yeah. <laughs> for Plus, I don't know that you can comment on a lot of these because you're not an overall gamer. Yeah, you're mainly playing no, wrestling I play games. A few games. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few others, but but that's about it. I can't do a whole whole lot. I just it, and it's it is because yeah. some of the situation brain activity. Yeah. I, even when I study, I can't do a whole lot. I have to rest a lot. It just yeah. it is how it is. At least I can do some things. Yeah. 
We'll, we'll yeah. keep moving up this list here. Yeah. Best indie game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic were nominated. And can you guess the winner? It was Stray. Because it's, it's a great game. It really is. Best ongoing game. This, of course, for ongoing content involves the player experience over time. So this would be massive multiplayer online or all these battle royal games. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14 Online, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Final Fantasy 14 wins. And I mean, that game's even been around for a while because we're up through, I mean, we're waiting for, yeah. for, for 16 to come out next year. So I mean, this wow. has been a couple of games ago and, you know, even some remakes of 7. Uh, but it has apparently really been gaining in stride and I, I really That's should play though. it. I'm glad that it's, you know, even though I'm not deep into Final Fantasy, I played a little bit of it, as you know, uh, with you. I yeah, you played, a little bit of the, you played a little bit of the 7 uh, remake because they, they put it for free on the PlayStation Plus thing. So you got to, well, I, I said, oh, you got to try it. I like that it's, uh, that they don't just kick it out. Because yeah. some, I've had some games where once they're up to the next one, like, oh, we're done with that. Time to mm -hmm. make more money. It, I like that they 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 keep it going. Yeah, and that's a well, good because this isn't on. It was meant to be. This Final Fantasy fourteen is an online game. Yeah. So I mean, that's what they're talking about. Being that it's so old, but it's still going as an online game, I'm surprised that they they're not only picking out games that are like new, but they're still saying no because because the developers are still adding content to this game. It still qualifies, and that's good. So that I like that. Promise. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna have to try that one, but like I said, when I tried to play it the one time, uh, it's I couldn't even get on a server to do the trial version. So here we go. Uh, a part of me wants to skip this, so I'm going to. I'm just gonna move on to the next one because I, you know, I'm gonna roll my eyes at that one. I've never heard of any of those games anyway. Best performance awarded to an individual for voice acting, emotion, and her performance capture. So Ashley Birch for Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney for Plague, uh, Plague Tale Requiem, Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok, Man Ungage for Immortality, and Sunny Sujik for God of War Ragnarok. And your winner, Christopher Judge, God of War Ragnarok, I believe that is Kratos, his own self. And he's got the heck of a voice for that. Holy cow. Yeah, he does. Best Audio Design, recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. Once again, God of War Ragnarok. My goodness, that game's cleaning up here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Best score or music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licenses soundtrack. You've got Olivier de Riviere from A Plague Tale Requiem, Sukasa Seto for Elden Ring, Bear McCreary for God of War Ragnarok. Bear McCreary, I think, has even done a lot of films and stuff. I've heard of him a lot. Uh, yeah, two Feathers for Metal Hellsinger and Yasunori Mitsuda. I don't know what he, they did. They didn't say. Bear McCreary wins for God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I would like to look up and see if Nuboa, um, I can't remember his last name, who did the Final Fantasy VII remake and all the team of people who did the remake of the music. because I love that score for that game. Best I imagine mm -hmm. that, I was going to say, I imagine the uh, God of War Ragnarok I imagine there's probably some good songs if yeah. you're doing Ragnarok stuff. I imagine there's some pretty good songs in there. Yeah, for for catching that uh, Nordic flavor. You yes. Know, I bet the music is amazing, so I'll have to try it. Best Art Direction for Outstanding Creative and or Technical Achievement in Artistic Design and Animation, which uh, this, especially with the technology mm. we have now, the amazing yes. things they're doing in games. Nominees. They real half the time. Yes. Which is why, you know, playing, like, since I love the Resident Evil franchise, it scares me how realistic graphics can get, because I'm eventually it's going to get to a point where I'm not, it's going to turn my stomach trying to go some of this stuff. It, 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 sometimes so. when I'm watching stuff, this is this is just me. So sometimes I'm watching stuff, and I sometimes can't tell if I'm watching stuff that's real. 
I don't mean really real, but several pretty real. I'm like, I can't tell the day. And yeah. you're like, wow, they do a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they do a great job. Some some things I don't need to be that realistic though. I don't like gore. Yeah, same here. So same here. But they do it. I am impressed with them. I really yeah. am. And the things they can do in games. But your nomination list here: Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. Oh, I would. I my vote would go for Stray. I loved the design of Stray. I mean, there's world building and all that. But the winner, Elden Ring. I'm kind of surprised God of War didn't win that one again. But Elden Ring. Yeah. And well, from what I've seen of Elden Ring, it is an impressive looking game yes best narrative which is something we used to not talk about in the, on the old days of the nintendo yeah that's right outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game and your your nominees are a plague tale requiem elden ring god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west and immortality uh and the winner surprise surprise god of war ragnarok <laughs> i feel like we're i feel like we're watching the the, the oscars back in the days the oscars whenever <laughs> we were whenever titanic was out there and it's or, it or the lord of the rings everything. movies lord of the rings even yeah. braveheart won quite a few yeah that was a good movie. Yes, indeedy. <laughs> Best Game Direction awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. You know, I've never really covered the Game Awards over the past years. I, I really feel like I've missed out. So the nominations for guess, Best Game Direction, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. We're hearing a lot of the same games over and over again. Yeah, Your well, winner? that's how great they are. Elden Ring. I would have, you know, you, you would go. have thought Gold, God of War with all the awards it's won. But I don't Elden know much Ring. about Elden Ring, but it sounds good. Uh, it's it's extreme difficulty. Though. Oh, really? This, this is from software. That's what they're known for with Dark Souls and Demon Souls and all, all these different ones that it's uh, it, basically the concept is die, 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 die. Finally figure out how to get past this one enemy and then die some more. I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah, that's why I've not played it. I would just get too stressed out and frustrated after a while. It is it is the game of getting killed. But our final award, and I'm finally going to wrap up the show after over an hour and a half. Game of the Year, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. And you already heard me say what the winner was because I was talking about a 15 year old that interrupted them. But here's the nominees A Plague Tale Requiem, which I need to play maybe the first Plague Tale. Maybe I should try it out. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Now, personally, the only one of these games I played was Stray, and I loved it. But can you guess the winner? Golly, would you think it's God of War Ragnarok? No, it's Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Which, Ring. Elden Ring also got to a lot of prominence. Its story was written by the same guy who wrote Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yeah, he went and he wrote a, the story for that game. And uh, well, so that, cool. that really helped. But I ain't going to play it if I'm just going to get frustrated. <laughs> so. Well, you never know. And, and you own God of War now. Yeah, so. I do have uh, the, the other one I got through PlayStation Plus. I can play the 2018. And I can even play the old games. Uh, through the PlayStation Plus, which I'd kind of like to play the old games, but I guess 2018 can pick up. You don't know, have to know much about the old games. You just have to know that uh, Kratos has regretted what he did in those old games because he killed all the Greek gods. Oh, boy. Uh, and he's a, he's a demigod, and he becomes the god of war after he kills uh, um, the old... So, uh, yeah. if, well, tell us name. this. Seeing, seeing how we know it's Elden Ring that wins. Tell us a little bit of the plot to some of these stories, if you know, like a, a plague. I don't know Jack of El Elden Ring. Other than you got, you're looking for an Elden Ring. I guess you might have to destroy it. I don't know. No, Find it, destroy it. I don't a, know. A, a plague tale or whatever that is. Plague tale. Right it's there. the plagues are going on, and you're you're trying to avoid being eaten by rats, as far as I know. I don't. Oh, I've only seen a little safe. bit of footage, and you're playing as this little girl, and like she's dragging around her little brother the whole time. 
Oh, I think I saw pictures of that. How about Horizon yeah. Forbidden West? Now, that is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, which I, I haven't played all of. I need to probably start over because I forgot what I was doing. But that is some really cool science fiction. Imagine the world has gone through a uh, robotic apocalypse. And now a few millennia have changed. The world has almost reset to a tribal uh, period and om- om- almost a medieval look on some things. But there are all these animals that are robots. And you oh, almost wow. don't have a whole lot of things living. And your your what your character, a- Eloy, what she's doing, and you get to start with her as a child as she learns all these skills. And so you learn skills with her. So you feel really bonded with her in the first game. But you're a hunter and you hunt. I remember some of that. You hunt but- these robotic animals for parts. Wow. Yeah. And it's a neat game. Um, very, and so that, uh, Forbidden West is the sequel. I don't know much about it. Yeah. It's really, it's really neat sci-fi. And I, I thought when I was playing this, I thought it was supposed to be this weird fantasy world. But no, it's supposed to be Earth. And what's cool is you occasionally find ruins oh, that wow. have been kind of reclaimed by nature. But Because but, at one point you go in and you, you go into an office building. And it's, it's, it was a future office building. So some of the technology in the office building was, was for the future. So you can still interact think, with it. But technology is feared in this world. So, I think you showed me some of that because maybe. this is starting to sound familiar. Now, what about uh, Stray? You told me a little bit about what yes. it was Stray. It's an amazing science fiction game that is uh, it's a world long past us where the robots have now, you know, the robot companions we built have now built their own lives because something wiped out the humans. And you're, But you're, you're playing as a cat who gets lost from its family, who wanders in the world of all these robots who have, you know, they're, that they're the ones who are just kind of living their lives. But there's this viral thing, you know, there, whatever, I guess, that it had cursed the world, had, had doomed everybody. Uh, one attempt to fix the problem was to make this like a kind of viral thing. To, to stop it. I can't remember all the specific details. It's been a little while. But eventually this viral thing got to where it could eat and kill the robots. Oh my so goodness. it became this horrible thing. And you as a cat uh, are basically uh, <laughs> saving the world. But you get the fun thing is you get to do all these cat things. You can knock stuff off of things. You can meow at people or at robots, you know, because they're all companion droids. But it is quite the adventure. And you can finish it in probably about two, three hours. But it's it's fun to explore. There's so many different little interactions because there you have one robot who's went to learn how to play all these different songs, and you can find songs and bring it over to, over to him. But you can do all these kitty cat type of things. So if you love cats and think cats are cute, this is great. Um, but it's a great story, a great science fiction story, and scary at times too with these horrible creatures that will will eat you. And you're also freaked out because you're like, it's a kitty cat, and you don't like seeing your little kitty cat get killed. But it happens. And well, like when Heather saw me playing this stuff, and I I got killed at one point, she was like, "Oh no, it was horrible." Well, uh, what if the sequel, you're Jerry, Jerry the mouse? A mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if mice still exist. And you've saved the entire world. I don't know what they could do for a sequel. Because what oh, you do when you win, you've saved the world from the horrible things. But I do wonder what's outside in the living world. What might still be alive in nature? So maybe the there's humans is, still somewhere. So the very last question is: What is Zeno? Zeno? I can't say this. Xenoblade. Xenoblade Chronicles Three. It is a Japanese RPG game and a series. There's three of them. I've never played a single one of them. So you don't know. <laughs> don't know a thing about it. Don't know a okay. thing. So not all of these are stuff I've actually were in, was interested in to play. And I think Xenoblade has actually been around for a very long time. 
I think it was back even the old PlayStation they had Xenoblade games. But it's a, really? it's a, it's, a, it's a, what they call a JRPG because it's a Japanese role playing game. But Japanese role playing games typically, other than the modern Final Fantasy, are those ones where you have like a random encounter and then you all you get to do is choose your action in the combat and it's turn based. I don't like that because it doesn't feel real to me. I like yeah. the modern Final Fantasy games where it's become more of an action style, which is like The Legends of Zelda, where I like an action where I want to ha- I'm going to engage in the combat of an RPG. But I like the concept of leveling up, gaining new powers, gaining new abilities, gaining new magic, gaining new weapons. I love that. That's fun. And that's part of what's with Final Fantasy VII Remake, what they've given me, and even the Crisis Core thing that I was talking about before. And even Final Fantasy XV, I've played that one. That one, um, you can still see that they were working their way up to the the style of where they've really perfected their combat system with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now, the Crisis Core one, though, the combat system is similar to the Final Fantasy VII Remake, but it is based more off what the original game was from what I've been told, and I haven't played the original game because it was on a PSP, and I never had one of those. That was a handheld PlayStation. Um, yeah. But I've been enjoying it. It's a few of the buttons are in different places than what I would, I, I, well, I, the feel would be, because on Final Fantasy VII Remake, dodge is on the circle button, but now that is to use an item like my health potion, and my dodge is on the X button. So I've had to kind of adjust to where my dodge is, because a good combat-style game, action like that, you need to have a good dodge button, so when you see an attack coming, you can get out of the way. And we've gotten used to that sort of style with the Batman Arkham series or even the Spider-Man mm-hmm. game, where you know Batman, because he's that skill of a fighter, he knows an attack is coming, so he's got a counter button. Now, this wouldn't be a counter in Final Fantasy. This is more of a dodge, so you'll roll to the right or roll to the left. You'll just get out of the way. You know, whereas Spider-Man and Batman would counter because Spider-Sense and bat, bat fighting skills will make them counter move. Uh, although, if you're getting shot at, Spider-Man will just dodge it, but you know, Spider-Man can kind of counter some stuff with it, too. So, yeah. But yeah, so I really enjoy that type of thing. I'm having a lot of fun with action games. That's even uh, with Jedi Fallen Order, and I'm sure the upcoming Jedi Survivor. I mean, it was built around you, you had the ability to block or to dodge. That's uh, one thing I, I have enjoyed in WWE's game this year that they didn't do in the past, that you can dodge, dodge yeah. and counter. Dodge. Yeah. I would counter, I mean. Yeah. You can do what you used to, you couldn't. You were just, you're out of luck. Yeah. That was it. I You're never really like, end up using that dodge button, though. I should probably put it I've, to use. I've done it, and, and I've even done it where you can kind of kick back up after a little while, and that's kind of nice. I've yeah. been able to do it a few times. It's nice. I haven't played nice with that one in a while. Out. Yeah. Of course, I'm, uh, I'm a little disenfranchised with losing all my saves and all my characters I made. Yeah. Uh, and, and not even be able to port them over to the PS5. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll buy a PS5 version, and I'll be able to get all my characters. Nope. I had to start from scratch my, no matter what. So I was My I was problem upset. with it is, and this is a complaint, a big complaint, I'm not impressed with 2K because yeah. after a while you can't put your logos on and all that stuff. Yeah. 2K stinks. You're having issues uh, with that still. Yeah, 2K stink uh, because they. Uh, I'm hoping AEW is better now. I I love WWE games. I love WWE. That's uh, all you play. <laughs> uh, well, well, it's not all I play. It's just I, I I like creating. Yeah, I'm better at creating than I am playing. That's just yeah. how it is, and it it's irritating. Uh, whenever you put everything into stuff and then you can't do what you enjoy the most. Right. Creating and then getting to appreciate and enjoy things. It's just, it's annoying to me. Yeah. It's because I can't move very well with my hand and all that stuff. And, and I would like, like to do more with what I can do and I just can't do it. So it's kind of annoying. It's right. like, it feels like a waste of money and time. <laughs> okay, but I do know, I remember why I had this other page that I pulled up. This was announcements for upcoming games that were made at the Game Awards. 
Death Stranding 2, which I didn't play the, uh, I might I might have to play that, but it's basically a walking sim, sci-fi kind of thing. I might have to try it. Hades 2, which I've heard of the Hades game, pretty good. Transformers Reactivate. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that one, but it's a Transformer, so I'm curious. Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Don't know what that is, but oh, hey. Uh, Immortals of Avium. Huh? It's Castlevania. Castlevania, yeah. yeah. Uh, Crime Boss, Rocket City, Hellboy, Web of Weird. And I think I've seen a little bit of footage of this, and this is main to look off of Mike Magnolia's actual artwork of the comics. I see that. Uh, Bayonetta Origins. Uh, you have Final Fantasy 16. I'm excited for that. Judas. Uh, Armored Core f- uh, 6, I guess, Fires of Rubicon, Earthblade, which I think I've heard something about. Like that. Isn't that like an RPG tabletop game? I don't know. Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores. That's apparently some DLC. And if you look at the picture here, Philip, you see that the, the Hollywood sign still existing somewhere behind them. Mm-hmm, yeah. Crash Team Rumble, because everybody's got a Rumble you know, game trying to be like the Super Mario Smash Brothers. So mm-hmm. now you've got Crash. Banishers, That's Ghosts of fun. New Eden. After Us... Party Animals, that's the cute-looking picture there. Uh, you got some DLC coming for Cyberpunk 2077, and now that I have a that's PS5, fun. I'm going to have to get Cyberpunk and try it out. Star Wars, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, we knew about that. Diablo 4, finally. Street Fighter 6. Suicide fun. Squad, Kill the Justice League. That's Boy, they've been working on that forever, too. Tekken 8. Oh, my gosh, they're up to eight Tekken games wow. now. Warhammer 40,000, Space Marine 2. The Lords of the Fallen. I don't even know what that is, but it looks kind of neat. The Last of Us Part 1. I don't know why they're mentioning that because it's out. They were that really did that. Some of these are maybe they're just, we know something's coming for it. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, I think, is already out. Forspoken is coming. I did try a, a, a trial demo of that. And as much as I was impressed with looking at the gameplay, I don't know. The, uh, when I played it a little bit, I, it didn't, didn't get to me. Uh, some of this, I think, is already out. Yeah, I know that one of them is. Yeah. I own it. Yeah. Well, I guess there's maybe there's going to be some new stuff coming with Among Us and uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff. But Dune Awakening, I remember seeing some stuff about that. Uh, that looks like it's going to be cool. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of nice, neat things coming up uh, here in the world of gaming to uh, to sap up all of my money. But we really, uh, this is an hour and 44 minutes into the show. we got to wrap this thing up. <laughs> long, long game. Don't forget to check us out. In January, you might have to resubscribe. We're going to be on Red Circle. So make sure you uh, you do not lose your subscription. We want to, of course, thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show, all who helped me out with the new intro to the show. Don't forget, you can send us an email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, NeverlandPCast. That is, of course, an at NeverlandPCast. We're on Facebook under Neverland Podcast, where there's both a group and a page for you to like. You can join the Neverlanders on our website, NeverlandPodcast.com. You can become an official Lost Boy or Pixie. Why do we have Pixies? Because boys, girls are too clever, and they don't get lost like boys do. Donate through Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast. And hey, remember, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, not only can you find the new RSS feed, but also you can find my podcast reviews. You can get a, a, a membership there for $50 for the year. You can get a pretty good membership and get all of your reviews, which we do ha- did have a new review this week, but I saw who it was from, and I was like, I know that guy, that he's just being helpful to the show. So uh, I'm not necessarily going to review it because y'all would say he's biased because he's uh, he's uh, co-hosting with me right now. <laughs> but I got oh. an email when you sent the review, and I was like, oh, hey. I said, I see who that is. Okay, thanks for reviewing. That does help us out. But uh, I don't need to review it because obviously he's a little biased, and he likes this show because he's I'm on it. I'm <laughs> biased. Yeah. <laughs> 
But that wraps everything up. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, and uh, get lost. In an adventure! <laughs> I love doing that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.